This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you. Additional terms and conditions apply. We know you're seeing all the Mother's Day gift guides everywhere. And while we usually do some didn't I just feed you version, this year we have the one perfect Mother's Day gift that works for everyone even our last-minute shoppers, mylifeinabook.com. Mylifeinabook.com is a unique service that turns the life stories of people you love into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your gift recipient a question via email. These can be pre-written questions that they provide, or you can customize the questions the way that I did for my mom. Your recipient can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. I'm really excited to be creating a book with my own mom this year, and I can't wait to hear some of her childhood memories, what it was really like raising three kids as a single mother, and how she's enjoyed becoming a grandmother, too. And when the book is done, you'll have a beautiful keepsake for her and for you too. You can even choose to have an audiobook created from the recordings. It's easy to sign up and the process is automated so you don't have to worry about missing a week. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code D-I-J-F-Y for 10% off today. So basically anything you could put in a in a frittata or a strata or an omelet, you could put in a baked egg bite. And that's one of those ways I love to use up leftovers and have a make-ahead high-protein breakfast. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. Hi, I'm Megan. <laughs> she was the one talking about getting drunk with the PTA. <laughs> drunk but you know we talked about this in our mommy juice episode also that's stacy and she probably didn't get drunk last <laughs> I did night, it. even though we're recording this during her birthday week yeah she's gonna get drunk to celebrate her birthday this weekend uh it's true this coming weekend i got a surprise trip to montreal no kids ooh, ooh. Okay, so I feel like what I wanted to say was I'm not hungover in the like actual alcohol hungover. I'm like hungover in that mom hungover where like I'm not uh, yeah. used to being out past my bedtime. I only had two drinks. Yes, I was going to say, I bet you only had like one or two drinks max. Also, I had a really great non-alcoholic drink to like start the evening. So technically I had three drinks, which maybe like that maybe make making me feel like I have a little hangover this morning. Um, but I just like never sleep well after 
I drink. And so I was like up late and had unrestful sleep. So what's late to you? Um, I didn't fall asleep until two. <gasps> That's yeah. crazy. Okay. Well, you know that I'm a yeah. night owl yes. anyways. So like my regular bedtime is 11. Yeah. And then I also have some like stress, anxiety induced insomnia. And it's very sensitive. Like if I drink and if I get out of my exercise routine, which I have been this week because my husband's more been working a weird schedule and my sleep gets all messed up, but I'll, it'll get reset this weekend. So that's fine. But yeah, it was fun to go out with the other like PTA school moms. We ended up talking about laundry, which I was like, you guys, we're like at this fancy new bar and we're talking about laundry. Like how cool are we? Yes. <laughs> Very. And then Here also for it. we started talking about pinworms because Emmett oh. Jesus. had pinworms this summer, <laughs> which are disgusting. Please don't Google that unless you have to. I have to now. <laughs> don't do it while we're recording. Okay. You might get sick. You okay. might get sick. Where do they just, can you tell me, like, does it involve a bodily orifice? It sure does. Oh, oh God. And the oh. sharing of your two most important ones. Oh my God. It's like worse than hand, foot, and mouth or lice, in my opinion. I don't do well with creepy crawlies. And that's okay. That's all I I want to talk about. I literally have chills. Let's not say anything more about it. So, hey, is this a really good time? to talk about food now? No, I was actually going to (laughs) say, is this a good time to tell people to subscribe? Yes. Yes. Please subscribe wherever you're listening right now. I promise to never talk about pinworms on the podcast ever again. I will uphold that, people. So you don't have to worry about that coming up. (laughs) So wherever you are right now, hit subscribe. We know some of you are back to school. As you heard, we're recording during my birthday week, which is summer, but we're gearing up for back to school. The season, gosh, the season across the country really varies. So we're going to have back to school centric episodes running from now when you're listening all the way through pretty much mid-August. Yeah. And even a little bit of September, too, because some people actually don't start back until after Labor Day. Oh, I said mid-August. Megan, I meant mid-October. Oh, mid-October? Because we don't correct either. Don't we go into September? Just wrong, 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 wrong all around. Let's talk about this. It's a weird internal how we talk about seasons and we have like a back to school season that goes into October, but it won't be all like school lunch and make ahead breakfast, which is what we're talking about today. Content. Some of it will be like quick weeknight dinners, which you can use any time of year, not just back to school. That's true. But I would say, see, this goes to the season thing. It's like, you guys, we want there to be some structure to it because family life really does have kind of a seasonal flow to it. Yeah, it has a cadence. But I think even what we're going to talk about today, which is make ahead breakfasts, we're like acutely aware in thinking about it during back to school, which really is just a signifier for a transition season. Yeah. When you're going from one kind of schedule to another, but they're actually useful all year round. So I feel like our content is useful all the time. Which is why you should subscribe right now. And right. also rate and review, friends. There you go. Um, I do feel like Meg had breakfast two other times in the year when they are helpful to like have in your back pocket. January, when it is like back to school in the middle of winter and you're like, oh, we just were on vacation for forever. It feels like for like six weeks, there's like, feels like there's no school or there's holiday parties and it's just a cluster. <laughs> 
to be quite honest. Yes, totally. And then when summer vacation starts is another great time to think about make ahead breakfast because your schedule gets really wonky with summer camps and kids being home and kids sleeping until 10 o'clock and then you're working and you need to feed them. Ask me how I know. Um, <laughs> actually find that with older kids too, make ahead breakfasts are really great all year round because it empowers them to make breakfast for themselves. So I love them for weekends where we're going to talk about them today in the context of busy weekdays. Yeah. But actually that's because I can sleep in when you have a nine and a 12 year old, if they can make their own breakfast, there is no reason to wake up. Stacy, talk to me about sleeping in. I will make ahead all of the breakfast (laughs) if I can do that. Yes. yes. Give it right? to me. And also, honestly, as they get older and they can like, they know their routine, they wake up, they get dressed, they make their bed, they brush their teeth and I don't have to stand over them and remind them, which a little bit, ha ha. We have to have a whole hygiene episode about tweens, even though it has nothing to do with I food because like it's this weird, outrageous. So this like thread in the listeners group which like you guys have talked about, talked about in the salad episode, how like your 15 year old might still eat their salad with the hands. Yes. And then this thread in the listeners group was like about that, but then it just dissolved in this conversation (laughs) about like how gross your tweens and teens are. And I'm scared. They are disgusting. But anyway, in theory, <laughs> you don't have to stand over them. I guess we're already kind teeth. of talking about hygiene already, aren't we? Because I mean, <laughs> how we opened the show. I promise never to mention it again. Hey, but anyway, the, yeah. the make-ahead breakfasts really do. Like if I don't have something that's pre-prepped and really like just reheat and go, then my kids are basically just eating toast, which I don't love only having carbs or a bowl of Greek yogurt because I don't wake up super early even during the week. Yeah, I we should talk about this because Mike does breakfast a lot during the it week, is. right? And they have like a pretty go-to of like Greek yogurt and <laughs> toppings, right? <laughs> You're being so generous. Oh, they have like a cute little go-to. That's gorgeous. I mean, uh, that's, that's like how it all is in he my does. Mind that's all he does. On a pedestal. Oh, so no. I'm like, know. oh my god, can you please do anything other than? Yogurt? Isn't that so funny? Dads do that. There was and one then- summer where Brian was like cooking scrambled eggs every morning. It's still his go-to. <laughs> and Ella was like, honestly, Dad, I am just so tired of scrambled eggs. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Your five-year-old being like, honestly, dad, I'm just I so mean, tired. I can, because I feel like that's what I would say to Mike he was if like, he were I don't know dad. what else. To, I honestly don't know what else to make. <laughs> and he should like, listen to this episode of the podcast. I say things like, oh, like I'm going to do food shopping. Like, is there anything you want for breakfast? He'll be like, nope, we have plenty of yogurt. <laughs> oh my God. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we do. Actually, this is a good time to refer to our episode about the invisible work of feeding our kids. Hey, <laughs> nice episode reference, Stacey. Yeah. So it. if this conversation is actually making you laugh, but also like uh, striking a chord and making you either like anxious or feel all the other feels that maybe aren't all positive, that's a really great episode. We kind of go into this more deeply and in we keep humor about it and it's kind of light, but also like we talk about it seriously because it's it can be really frustrating. Yeah, we laugh, but also I'm pretty sure I cried in recording that episode. 
Like maybe twice. You'll laugh, um, you'll cry. It's a good it's one beautiful. to get to know us if you're new to the podcast too. Hey, before we dive into Make Ahead Breakfast, can we bring back a segment we used to do when we first started the podcast? And maybe we won't do it every week, but it'd just be like a fun little check-in and talk about things that we're digging what we're into this week, yeah. what we, what's new in our in our food world, something um, that's either delicious or helpful or just plain fun in our family kitchen. I love it. Let's do it. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. So I wanted to mention our Instagram friend. It's so weird to say you have an Instagram friend, but it's also <laughs> like a good signifier. Like, I don't know Beck in real life, but we are Instagram friends. We know each other that way. Beck has a website called unyucky.com and it's um her Instagram handle is unyucky families and she just re- released this book which you can get in her home country of Australia. I hope that you'll correct me if I'm wrong Stacy because you no, know this too. Yeah, that's right. Um but she also has a digital download of this really awesome flawless family meal book and I've been using it as a reference. I know that sounds like crazy. I'm a family food expert and a food editor, but sometimes I get bored and I get uninspired and it's really nice to have something to just like flip through and get ideas. And the Flawless Family Meal Book is a great resource. We will link to it in the show notes. So that's one thing that I'm really digging for more like back to school food ideas for our family. And then the second thing I wanted to mention was we did an episode with Row of Brown Kids, which is one of our most popular episodes. And it was about how to create less waste in your family kitchen. Not about getting a zero, make creating a zero waste kitchen, but like just working on one thing. And at the end of the episode, we we all talked about how paper towels were kind of like this, um, the holy grail, like, oh, if I could just get rid of paper towels yes. in my kitchen, I would feel so much better. Like I would save money and I would feel like I'm making a real impact. But we would, I mean, I could go through a roll of paper towels in a day if I'm recipe testing and the kids are home. It's just like oh, a ton of waste. Sure. Um, I finally ordered from my friends at Dot and Army, which is like a family owned company in Brunswick, Georgia. Um, and I've ordered her napkins for a long time, but I like ordered a bunch of zero waste stuff when she was having a sale this summer, including one of her products, which she calls an unpaper towel. And it's like this utility cloth that feels so much like a paper towel, but you can like rinse it and reuse it over the course of a day and then throw it in the washing machine. You guys, it's so good. I only bought 12 and my biggest regret is that I didn't buy more because we can go through a stack faster than I can keep up with the laundry of it. And we've also partnered the unpaper towels with having a stack of reusable napkins on the counter. I should share an update in my in our Instagram stories on at didn't I just feed you? Because um, I am looking for a storage solution. But one of the things I feel like is brilliant, I'm going to toot my own horn here, is I put my unpaper towels where our paper towel roll used to be. And I stuck the paper towel roll under the sink behind the cleaning cloth. So it's like, if you want a paper towel and you're going to pass, like put your hand where the paper towel roll used to be and see the unpaper towels and the reusable napkins. And then you're going to go under the sink and pass the utility towels and still get a paper towel. You really needed a paper towel. Yeah. (laughs) And we have not even gone through a roll in the last two (gasps) weeks. That we're still working on the same role. Very impressive. I'm like, I feel really proud of us. I hope we can keep it up. 
Um, I think I might need to order more on paper towels. And we will link to Dot and Army's Etsy shop in the show notes, specifically to the unpaper towels. And then I'll also link to this dish scrubby that Jennifer, who owns Dot and Army, sent to me that I'm also obsessed with. It's so, it's like a great Is it available scrubber. through Dot and Army or is it like something they're working on or? No, it is. It's all okay. on their Etsy shop where they may even have like. I'm like, now did I check out from their website and not Etsy? I think I I'm did. I'm on their website right now, to okay. be honest. And I see that they you can buy from there. Or I haven't added things to the cart, but we'll put the no, URL I think and people it can is, figure like, it out. directly from their shop. Okay, cool. Um, back in the day, it was an Etsy shop. I've known, I've like known, this is another Instagram friend, Jennifer. Aww. I've never met her in real life. I have been Instagram friends with her for like at least eight years. That's amazing. I love that. Okay, What's what are you digging? Okay. What's making life in your kitchen so, delicious, fun, or I'm helpful? digging something. I, I'm bringing it up today, even though I haven't tried it yet, because it's relevant to our topic today. Okay, but I just placed an order at a site called thecerealschool.com. Cereal as in breakfast cereal, oh. and that's actually the name of the product okay. as well. Now it's the world's. First, I don't know, let's call it best, low-carb keto cereal. Oh. Now, I'm not keto. My kids, I don't put them on any kind of special diets. We talk in our episode on um, entitled, It's Okay If You Want to Lose Weight and Also If You Don't Want to Lose Weight. Another great one to listen to if you want to get to know us. Also one that I might have cried on the recording. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All the ones that were like... That's a great one to get to know us. You're like, and I cried. Um, <laughs> it's a little strange. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. I'll quit bringing it up. Continue. Um, <laughs> the cereal school, Stacey. So the cereal school, I talk about um, struggling with PCOS and, you know, weight loss and how weight and energy really connect in a very like powerful way in my body and for me. And so I'm on a low carb diet because of that. Now, I don't believe that people like in general, that women should be on a low carb diet because I find low carb diets torture. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you should a little not, bit sad. You should also. not. Women, you should not torture yourselves. You are gorgeous and you should eat pasta if you can. But if you have celiac, um, if you need to be on a low carb diet to feel good in your skin and to be healthy, whatever that means to you, I think it's pretty cool that there's this low carb cereal, but also it is high in protein and it has zero sugar. Oh, hey. And it is a breakfast cereal that comes in two flavors, fruity and cinnamon bun. And I think I've probably spoken on the podcast about how I have a crazy weakness for sugar cereals. Yeah, we've like, talked we've both talked about how we love it for dessert. Love it. Like I love cinnamon toast crunch. I love fruit loops. Like I love fruity pebbles. Oh, I did not know this about oh my you, God. Stacey I Bellis. like I like it all. Like it does I'm not even <laughs> talking about like frosted mini wheats. No, like no. Uh, like I will I will take that box of fruity pebbles. Give me the junkiest cereal for you've got. For real, for real. That's why like Mom's Best is a favorite brand because they're trying to do healthier versions with these yeah. very like childhood classic flavors. So I love that they launched with these two kind of childhood classic flavors, fruity and cinnamon bun. And if it tastes good, and I will report back, 
Yeah. Then, like for my kids to have zero sugar and 16 grams of protein in a three quarter cup serving. Uh, talk about make ahead breakfast. Like if they can pull that out of the cupboard and pour it, I don't feel so bad. I have a question though. Are you going to billis it as I am just making up right now? (laughs) Because you're notorious in my mind for taking something that's like, uh, maybe not as filling as it could be like cereal. Although this sounds like it will be more and like partnering it with something that has even more protein and fat to like keep yeah. the boys fuller for longer. Totally. So I think of like, you always serve breakfast cereal on yogurt. Yeah, That's we your do go-to. That. <laughs> so like, do you think you will do that? Like this will be a cereal that you'll partner with yogurt and fruit? Yeah, probably. I mean, okay. I try to make fruit like a thing that you have to eat at breakfast time. Yeah. It's kind of fallen apart as the boys gotten older. Isaac doesn't like the taste of cow's milk very much. Okay. So he's always happy to grab yogurt. You know, he's also happy to grab soy milk or oat milk, which is his current favorite, but he's not attached to this classic cereal with cow's milk. Okay. Oliver's a little harder. Like Oliver wants a bowl of cereal with some cow's milk and I don't blame him. But I feel like with this kind of nutritional profile, I can kind of loosen the rings. I mean, the thing for me is that, and actually, I think this is a good segue into the topic for the day. It's really about finding nutritional balance. And I once spoke to a nutritionist about like, what is basically the like breakfast math? You know, like, yes, what do the kids need to have? Like drilled from a marketing standpoint, it's kind of drilled like, oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And you want to give them protein at breakfast for their brains to develop, basically. Yeah. And also like you need your blood sugar balanced Mm -hmm. and your brain working to go to school and to feel good, you know, at 830 in the morning and to be able to last until three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it is. So to get that blood sugar, you know, up and even in an even way where it's not going to crash and your brain functioning, really it's about having a combination of complex carbs and protein. And fat, we just know if it's healthy fat from yogurt, from avocados, from nut butters, you know, that is very high in fat. If that's not a concern because your kid is super active or young and has a crazy metabolism, that's also just good for your brain in general, like overall nutrition. So like, that's really where I'm coming from. So it's like, if you're going to eat a sugary cereal, that yogurt that's higher in protein, that Greek yogurt with that fat and that protein, that actually mitigates the spike of the sugar. So that's part of why I do it. So if you're eating something, whether it's this low carb keto cereal or anything else that isn't going to make you spike in the first place, I'm less vigilant about you having to pair it with something else, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. I cannot wait for you to give us an update on the cereal in our listeners group. And before we talk about like how you're actually hitting those points at with Make Ahead Breakfast, we should shout out one of our new favorite podcasts. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Um, if because we think if you love, didn't I just if you do, which we know you do because you're listening right now. Um, we think you'll also love our friends Amy and Margaret of What Fresh Hell podcast. This is a humorous podcast about facing motherhood and all the trials and tribulations with heart and humor. Let's hear directly from Amy and Margaret. I'm 
Margaret Abels. I'm a mom of three, and I'm kind of like a laid back, I'm sure everything will work out just fine kind of a mom. I'm Amy Wilson. I'm also a mom of three, but I'm a little more of a planner, a header, expert researcher, think about it all really hard kind of mom. You're a book reader. You love your books. I love my books. Together we host the What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood podcast. Where every week we take our totally opposite parenting approaches and solve a parenting dilemma. We've solved travel sports. We've solved picky eaters. Yes. We've solved keeping your marriage alive while living with uh, small maniacs, which was an important one. That was very important. And we do it all with a little advice and a lot of laughs, plus some interviews with the experts. You can subscribe to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can find us at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Okay, Stacy, make ahead family breakfast. Can we like, is it weird to pull back the curtain and be like, this is such a like search term. People search this. Yes. When you <laughs> talked about as our, our life as food editors, this is a thing that people are looking for. Actually, not just families, but like young working professionals. Um, make Ahead Breakfast is a big part of the meal prep community because it's hard to wake up. It's hard to be a functioning human at 6.30 or 7 in the morning and like, feed yourself or like have the foresight to grab something that you can eat in the car or at the bus stop or like before homeroom. So make head breakfasts are essential to like getting nutrition like you were talking about, getting that balance before you start the day. Yeah. I mean, I think so because what you really want, you know, your body's going to burn protein more slowly than it does carbs, right? And protein also helps keep you feel full for longer. And then the combination of the two, because protein actually like stimulates the brain, complex carb calm the brain, you get this nice, even functioning, but a lot of the typical pre-made grab and go breakfast or super quick convenience breakfasts are actually carbs and often not complex carbs, more refined carbs yes. and sugar, which both do the same thing. They both give you that big high and then a crash. So to kind of make sure that you're getting whole grains plus protein, and then again, I like to throw in those healthy fats, that it's not easy to find a store-bought grab-and-go breakfast that's going to do that for you. And often that means, you know, putting tofu or adding some vegetables, which I know sounds crazy, but we're going to talk <laughs> about it, or some animal protein in there. And, you know, it's those things are not easy to make the morning of. Yeah, on the fly. Right. Right. So I don't know. Like I said, I think make ahead breakfast are critical to eating well in the morning. I agree. And I will say I wax and wane. I don't want anyone to get the idea that like Stacy and I are in the kitchen every Sunday uh-huh. and we're prepping all of these different options for our family every single week. One of my strategies is to like big batch something that we that we all like, like freezer burritos. Yes. I like I'll make like 30 of them at one time. And then maybe we'll only eat two or three in a week, depending on everyone's hunger. And we'll we'll also mix breakfast up with things like overnight oats or yogurt and granola, some of those kind of like last minute options. Yes. But so I big batch and freeze things so that I'm not every week making a make ahead family breakfast. Yeah. I mean, hell no to that. Like we don't have the time. 
time. <laughs> and another similar strategy that I have is to use, I know this might be a little out there for those oh, of you with picky eaters or even with not picky eaters, but who aren't used to these kinds of ingredients at breakfast. Cause we all kind of have a preconceived notion of what breakfast should be and look like. Yeah. But using some leftovers from the night before or a couple nights before. So two ingredients that I really love making extra, not just for dinner down the line, but even breakfast during the week are sweet potatoes and quinoa. So Stacey, this is a good shout out to our episode about intentional leftovers with David Tamarkin. Yes. Yes. He talks about like quinoa or like a grain as one of his go-to breakfast builders. Yeah, right. So, and if you just have it steamed and you can actually freeze it. So then you have it for like several weeks down the line. But if you just have plain steamed quinoa that you set aside when you're making it for dinner and maybe you're like mixing it into other things for dinner time. You can then take it out and mix it with coconut milk, fruit, some maple syrup, a dollop of peanut butter, like cinnamon. You can use all those more traditional, a mashed banana, all those more traditional breakfast ingredients that honestly make it a little bit more sweet instead of savory, if Mm -hmm. savory isn't your thing in the morning or isn't your kid's thing. And then you get that great high protein, whole grain thing in the mix. Um, And same with sweet potatoes. Just roast them and set a couple aside for breakfast, not just for dinner. You can, I mash it and put it on toast sometimes with honey and cinnamon, or just cut it open and add yogurt, honey, you know, whatever else, maple syrup over the top. My kids will like it that way. Mash it into oatmeal. I mean, there's just tons of stuff that you can we do with sweet potato. We did grilled sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. I feel like I talked about these in the grilling you episode. Did. Yeah, and I yeah. share them on Instagram, probably to the point of being obnoxious. But I was eating grilled sweet potatoes with yogurt and like canned drained pineapple and yes. toasted coconut this summer, like almost every day. It's that so good. delicious. Would now be a good time to talk about quote unquote sweet potato toast because I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, it isn't make ahead, but how do you feel about sweet potato toast? You could technically make it ahead. Okay. We should like explain a little bit because in our, in the world of food, sweet potato toast has become this like little bit controversy because people are like, oh, if you just slice a sweet potato thinly and you put it in the toaster raw in the morning, it'll, it'll toast And then you can put your avocado on it or you can put jam on it. It's just like a low-carb replacement for bread. And you're going to love it. First of all. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell us how you really feel. Let me get into it. First of all, there's no way that a slice of sweet potato is going to bake in your toaster in the time, the like maybe 15 minutes that you have to make breakfast in the morning. Like that's just not going to happen. Can we just stop telling people that that, that's going to happen? Here's the thing. I like the idea of sweet potato toast. I've prepped sweet potato slices, roasting them in the oven on the weekend, and then eaten them like that with toppings for breakfast. And I love that. But I don't like this. I I don't think that's toast. One, it's not bread. (laughs) It's not bread. It's sweet potatoes for breakfast. And I don't like this idea that we're like telling people, oh, this is something that you can do really quickly on a weekday morning because you can't. You cannot do that. Okay. So I agree with you, although I do toast sweet potato. Like I use my mandolin to get it thin enough that I really do feel like it's a little bit toothsome. Okay. 
but it still works in the toaster, but okay. it does take two rounds of toasting. Yes. Right. So there, it's more time intensive than it seems. Yes. Also, try giving your kid sweet potato toast and calling it toast and see what happens. Does That's that all go I'm well? going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> they might like it. I'm not saying they won't like it. I'm just saying call it toast and see what they say. Yeah. Pretty much Megan gave you a preview with her opinion. Like, this ain't toast. <laughs> it ain't toast, friends. It ain't toast. Okay, I want to step back for a minute because yeah. I interrupted your list, but I also want to say this idea of dinner for breakfast, a.k.a. Yeah. repurposing dinner leftovers for breakfast is one of my go-tos. I have written about it on the kitchen. Like, when we've made handmade pasta in the springtime, which is, like, one of my favorite activities to do with my kids, I will legitimately reheat handmade pasta for breakfast. And, like, that, my kids will eat that. And it's higher in protein than, like, dried pasta – but I'm also have served like dry pasta for breakfast. I have made macaroni and cheese for breakfast for my kids, like reheated it. I know your family is not big on mac and cheese, Stacey, and that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> and then also taking like, this isn't necessarily make ahead breakfast, but a great like last minute is like if you have chicken or beans in the fridge, turning them into a quick quesadilla just with like cheese and tortillas and whatever protein or veggies you already have cooked um, in the morning takes like 10 minutes. And my kids really love that. I love that. And I'm going to, I have a, I have some news for you about mac and cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is, we recently retried bonza. Oh, I love bonza. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to. It's a chickpea pasta. It is. And I tried bonza, uh, when it first came out, I bought it. I did not like the taste or texture and they've reached out to me a couple of times and I just thought like, this isn't for me. And then they reached out recently and they were like, we have a new mac and cheese. And I was like, oh, this like double isn't for me, but <laughs> like, you know what? It's been, it's literally been years. Yeah. And so I said, you know, yes, I, and like, Hey guys listening, both Megan and I have this policy when it comes to didn't I just feed you. And I think for me also my personal yes. um, social media, I also think for you my too. personal, you're at Stacey Billis and I am at Megan underscore Splon yep. in case you want to follow either of us, if you don't already. So I always say my line is I do not guarantee any kind of mention at all or social share in exchange for samples. I also only accept samples of things that I'm actually interested that I think my family will Correct. eat. Like I don't take a lot of um, juice samples yes, because same. we just don't drink a lot of juice. Same. I will sometimes take samples of things that uh, I think our audience might be interested, even if yes. that's not something I would be interested in. And I just would want to try it before I ever said, hey, this might not be for me, but it might be for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Either way, I decided to say yes, because when I looked at the nutritional profile, which I hadn't done in years, I was like, there is so much protein in this. Also, it's kind of crazy. Also, you kind of miss pa like pasta just in general in your life because yeah. you're trying to eat more low carb. Yeah. Yeah. So they sent me, they gifted me a package. We tried the mac and cheese. And Oliver really liked it. And, you know, I don't know if I've mentioned that he, like, will travel sometimes, like, to camp and stuff with um, yes. garlic powder. Yes. Because he likes garlic powder you in his mac and cheese. It. Yes. Was so, it in the, it was in the pasta episode you talked about. Oh, this. right. So he, like, he really liked it. And it is so high in protein. And that actually motivates me to buy it. So yeah. now we're going to buy more where we've never 
had boxes of mac and cheese in our house. Like I've maybe purchased two boxes in my like whole life since I've had kids. Like now that will become like a really good thing to have on hand for like if a sitter's making dinner or whatever it might be. Yeah. That could be a great breakfast option going Ooh. for the Bonza version because it has so much more protein than the that regular version. That is a really great option. I wanted to add that the Bonza mac and cheese is like a little more expensive than like an Annie's or a Kraft mac and cheese. Just so like when you go to the grocery store and you're like, holy Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. This is like a $5 box of pasta versus like a $1.50 box of pasta. But also if you're serving it for breakfast, you don't have to serve anything else. It's not yes. like mac and cheese and like, or like guilt. Now, of course you have to be able to afford it in the first place. So good mention. Yeah. Right. Okay. I want to hear what other okay. make ahead breakfast you love. So we're also really big besides yogurt. We're really big on oatmeal. So yes. I want to quickly say that I do purchase instant oatmeal and you will hear people say that instant isn't as good as regular whole oats. That is true, but it is faster people. And so I do it and you should too, and not feel bad about it. Um, especially because the nutritional difference is actually fairly negligible, especially if you're going to pair it with like a protein enriched plant-based milk or yogurt or fruit. Also, I will link to it uh, for Cool Mom Eats a while back. I compared instant oatmeal and regular oatmeal and also talked about how you can pre-make your own instant oats, basically. I was going to Using more nutritious. I have a recipe on Kitchen for instant, your own instant oatmeal, which it like, that sounds very laborious, but it's really like you making oat flour by grinding some oats and the type of oats that you choose. And otherwise you cook it exactly like the instant oatmeal on a weekday morning. Yeah. So that's not make ahead exactly, but it's prepped ahead. Yeah. I think that's make ahead. And that's a good segue into me like adding that we love overnight oats, which are make ahead and a way to serve cool oatmeal, like if it's still hot when you're heading back to school right now, but also you can reheat individual portions of it. So you can make a bunch of overnight oats at one time and then eat them over the course of the week. And actually I have some in the freezer right now as an experiment to see if you can like make overnight oats, freeze them right when you make them and then defrost them slowly in your oh, fridge and you still will eat have them. to follow up on the listeners. Group. I will. And I actually Okay, so I'm going to say one thing more about oatmeal, and then I want to get back to talking about the freezer because I have a question okay. for you. So do I do baked oatmeal bites too. So my kids don't love cold oatmeal. And yeah. I have to say that even though you can warm overnight oats, I just it's just not their favorite. I don't know, like something happens to the texture. It just doesn't quite work for them. They will eat it, but it's not their favorite. So baked- I think that's a, a good point though. Like the texture of overnight oats is closer to yogurt almost, or like a chia pudding than traditional stovetop oatmeal. If you've never experienced it, I feel like that's a good thing to know. Thank you for bringing that up. So the baked oatmeal bites is a way around that because it feels like a muffin and, but it has that like good toothsome oat mouthfeel and you can flavor it all different ways. So you can put lemon zest in there, maple syrup to sweeten it. Um, And I have a recipe on my site, stacybillis.com that I will share. Okay. Let's talk about if you're ready to move on from oatmeal. Yes. Let's talk about eggs. Cause I know we both have a lot of egg options. Eggs are a wonder ingredient for so, so many reasons, but especially nutritionally, it is a complete protein. I mean, basically if you think about it, an egg itself, when it's fertilized, has everything in it to sustain a brand new life, to sustain and grow a brand new life. 
So nutritionally, you're getting all of that. It's all complete when you eat it. But I have tried making certain things ahead with eggs where I cook the eggs ahead and then I freeze it like egg sandwiches, which I know is really popular where you can use like a muffin tin or you can put eggs on a sheet pan and cook it like a sheet pan frittata and then cut out pieces Mm -hmm. and freeze it with a frozen, I mean, freeze it sandwiched between an English muffin that's been toasted and a slice of cheese and then wrap yeah, it up. Basically an egg McMuffin yeah. for the freezer that you just like reheat in the microwave. Yes. Okay. But when I defrost a lot of frozen egg breakfasts, they are spongy and have a lot of water content. Okay. And I don't, I haven't been able to figure out how to not get that to be the case. I think the secret is fat. I'm not using enough fat. Like either fat in the egg that you're cooking, more like cottage cheese is a great ingredient to add to your sheet pan frittata if you're if you know that you're gonna freeze it and defrost okay. it. Um, but also like a swipe of mayonnaise on that English muffin that's sandwiched around the egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For when you um microwave it. And the other thing is like, and maybe you're already doing this because we didn't talk about how you're microwaving it to reheat it is like wrapping it in a paper towel, sometimes even a moist paper towel. So that the egg steams instead of just like reheating. Yeah. I'm going to try those things. I haven't done it in a while. I have wrapped a whole like McMuffin Yeah, and that helps, but the egg itself is yeah. retaining water. Like when I bite into it, it's the egg piece. It like water comes out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, so I wonder if I need more fat in cooking it. It sounds like it. Yeah. Like knowing. maybe cheese. Yeah. I like the idea of cottage cheese. So anyway, listeners too, if you've done this with great success, go to our listeners group. We've mentioned it a couple of times now. In Facebook, you go to our page, facebook.com backslash didn't I just feed you. You look for groups. If you don't already belong, you'll be asked a question, answer pretty much anything, or like, <laughs> technically it's whiskey or painkiller and join our group. The conversations there are awesome because it's not just us being experts because listen, we have questions too. I just posed we totally one. totally do. Right? So it's the listeners also answering and gosh, we're, we're headed towards 500 people already. So there's we a lot of resources. We may be at 500 by the yeah. time this airs. Yeah. And tell us what recipe you use that worked for make ahead, like frozen egg things like frozen copycat egg McMuffins, because we want to, yes. we want to get that down. Cause that is super convenient when you put some sausage in there to get animal protein, if that's your thing. Mm, love it. Yes. Okay. okay. What else do you Shout do with eggs? Shout out to other eggs. We both have on our list freezer burritos. And I talked about yep. that as one of my make ahead things. Um, that's literally like a saute of any vegetables, peppers, onions, whatever. I feel like some scrambled eggs, cheese, wrap it in a tortilla, freeze it. And then we reheat them in the oven because I don't love to use our... I'm not a great microwaver always, Um, but you can microwave them or put them in the toaster oven. And those are really great. That's actually one of my favorite things to take to new moms too, because it's something that you can eat one-handed as an aside. Egg bites. I have not mastered the copycat sous vide oh, egg baby. bites. Oh, baby. So have. I want to know. <laughs> I have. I, I've been working yeah, on it. Share about this. Like, I did. You teased about it on your Instagram. I did. Um, will those be on stacybillis.com? 
sometime soon? I believe they will be because okay, okay. I was really close and that was about a month ago and I figured it out. And actually it's very interesting because the thing that was tripping me up, the flavor was spot on. The texture was nice, but they were in the steaming process in the Instant Pot. They were, again, like collecting a little too much liquid. So when you but bit you into you it, it was out. a little watery. So I figured it out. So yes, copycat egg bites that I make, they're they're fake sous vide because I'm actually doing it. I'm just steaming them in the Instant Pot, yeah. which means you can steam them on the stovetop as well. Yeah, because I haven't mastered them yet. You haven't given me a recipe yet, which whatever. Uh-huh. I thought we were friends. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I just do like the baked egg bites. And yeah. those are awesome because you can do straight up eggs and cheese. Or like we do the cottage cheese trick a lot. Yep. Like whisking cottage cheese into them. Um, you can add sausage and bacon, prosciutto, ham, any of those meats. You can use leftover bread and make like a muffin tin strata. Yes. Or you can put frozen shredded hash browns in there and then bake them. So you're yep. like getting some carbs in there. I'm like, as you're talking about quinoa earlier, I was like, oh, could I put some savory quinoa in a baked egg bite? I oh, probably could totally. and I probably will. Totally. Yeah. So basically anything you could put in a in a frittata or a strata or an omelet, you could put in a baked egg bite. And that's one of those ways I love to use up leftovers and have a make-ahead high-protein breakfast. Yeah. And also along the same lines, because you mentioned using the bread or the hash browns, you can also just buy a store-bought pie crust. Oh, Stacy, make you quote are unquote quiche. Making it easy. I like am. your cookbook. I am making it easy. <laughs> My favorite thing to do. But seriously. So smart. Yeah. If you need, if you like a little more substantial breakfast bite, uh, Emmett's into it. <laughs> He loves my he idea. Loves he loves it. He that loves when you make it easy. The <laughs> most well timed scream ever. I love you, Emmett. Shout out to you for Shout giving out. my store bought pie crust idea. <laughs> Shout out. Hey, it's summer vacation. Yeah, We're, baby. You know, recording before a play date. <laughs> All right. Talk to me about chia pudding because I feel like this is one that I wax and wane on. Yeah. And I think people really love it for make-ahead breakfast. I don't love the texture of it. And I think I prefer a chocolate chia pudding, which kind of makes things more um, sugary. Hey, no, I think that's okay. Like, what if you use, like, a really delicious cocoa powder, like Mm -hmm. high-quality cocoa powder? You don't need much. And then sweeten it with a slightly lower glycemic sweetener, like a touch of honey, you know, just a quick reminder. I think most of our listeners have slightly older kids, but if you are feeding a baby one year old or younger, who's eating solids, something like chia pudding is a beautiful thing to start with. Don't use honey. The, you know, I'm all for like baby led weaning, give them everything from the beginning, but honey is the one thing there's a real risk of botulism. So yes, a lot of people use agave syrup and I feel like we could do a whole episode on that because I'm not a fan. <clears throat> I am not here for that. For health issues too. Yeah. For but so many anyway. reasons. Also, I just don't think it tastes very good. I, like, I agree with you. I would rather use maple syrup. Yes. Uh, my family's from Vermont. My uncle has a maple syrup farm where we get <gasps> our maple syrup from. I didn't know that. You Can we go that? tapping or whatever it's called together <laughs> one day? Sugaring? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
We could. We <gasps> could. They also have like a horse farm. Oh, my and gosh. So, yeah, we could do that. That would be really fun. Oh, I want to go um, sugaring with you. Does that sound dirty? I'm into it if it does. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. 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 We're being our real so selves here. I should. I know. It's because I my defenses are down because I had one too many cocktails last night. <laughs> Which is, I had one. Um. <laughs> so listen, chia pudding, I know what you mean. I happen to like the texture, but I think adding Greek yogurt and not just milk or a liquid helps with that. It thickens it and makes it a little bit creamier. Okay. So that's how I make it. It's still like, that doesn't like completely change the texture to the point where if you hate the texture, you're going to suddenly love it. But I do find that it helps. And again, added protein. And every time I talk about yogurt, people, I'm thinking whatever level of fat you want. Although please remember that zero fat dairy means you've taken out a lot of the nutrients, Mm -hmm. a lot of the healthy fat, and you're pretty Mm -hmm. much left with sugary water because milk has a high natural sugar content. So I'd say 2% is the lowest we ever go. Whole milk, plain Greek style, yes. or one of the other styles that has a higher protein. Yes. So I don't, I don't know what to say about the chia pudding except that try it with cocoa powder and maple syrup and some yogurt. I'm or gonna maybe- start. I'm gonna just like keep throwing stuff in the listeners group. I'm gonna be like, you right. guys tell me because I will say I had maybe two years ago at Atla in New York. Oh yeah, a really great chia pudding that had this like basically bird food of toppings of like dried mulberries and cashews <laughs> and pumpkin seeds. Bird food. That you meant it nicely. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful bird food. <laughs> and it was so good. And the texture was so good. And Kitchen's executive editor Faith is like, she's obsessed with that chia pudding. And so we've tried to figure it out. And they have a cookbook. I feel like there's a technique to it where they're like soaking it for longer and they're whisking it more than most of us are. So they're sort of like breaking up that oh gelatinous yes. business in the chia I'm pudding. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I whisk my chia pudding. Okay. It's supposed to be a like, like prep it, forget it kind of thing. Yeah. You will get clumps. Like no matter how well you whisk that first time, I whisk mine. I check on it almost every hour. Okay, and whisk it because that's the only way you get the even distribution. Oh, a hundred percent. That is the thing. Yeah, try that. I want you to try that. Whisk it good, Phyllis. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Whisk it good every hour. I have to like get out of the door for a play date. So can we like lightning round? Because you have a bunch more ideas on your list and I yeah. don't want us to forget that. Okay. So listen, make ahead smoothie packs. I know you're, uh, you don't think they're worth it. And I totally get that. For me, they are because I think that they make it easy for my kids to make smoothies on their own. Otherwise, they'll just never do it. They'll just yeah. like, or they'll just be like banana berries. Whereas if it has banana and berries, but then I've also put in like spinach and flaxseed and coconut oil, like a spoonful of coconut oil or all that stuff freezes. You can put it all in the baggie. They literally just dump it in and then add their liquid of choice and zip it. You know, I like to say zip, zip it, zip Zip it. it. So I love make ahead smoothie packs and I do have a little video and how to on my site. So I'll include a link. Um, Yogurt parfaits. I hate soggy toppings on my yogurt. And you know, you go to like Starbucks or one of these places at the airport where they have the yogurt parfait pre-made. Why did you do that? That was an awful idea. Right. So just like 
have the yogurt ready. And if your kids, like my kids like maple syrup in their yogurt. So sometimes I'll take a big vat of yogurt, like the whole container, and I'll pour maple syrup into it and whisk it and then put it back in as though it's like from the store. So I've just sweetened it myself instead of buying pre-sweetened because then I can control the sugar. And then I'll mix toppings and baggies like on their own. So I'll put like, you know, it's like making a trail mix. We've talked about this during our snack episodes. Yeah. You kind of pre-make it. And then it's just scoop. It's literally the kids or you just have to scoop the yogurt into a bowl and put the baggie of toppings right on top. It takes, you know, instead of taking seven minutes, which is fast, we all know every minute counts in the morning. And like- Sometimes you have half that. Oh, like a few people who don't have kids telling me about quick <laughs> breakfasts. You don't know. Wait, there is a you meme don't about know. that where it's like, uh, they're like, I'm really struggling to feed my kids. And the other person is like, yeah, well, that's why it's important to do meal prep. And then they're like, I should state that my kid, like the kids are always around. <laughs> Like even at dinner time. I never not have kids around. Totally. Yes. Okay. Totally. Yogurt um, parfaits. Yogurt parfaits. Muffins. Guys, when you're making muffins, consider cutting the sugar, even if it's just in half the batter, and then adding just like a whole bunch of like flaxseed, chia seed. <laughs> I literally hey, just dump it in. I don't measure. Don't give too much away because we do have a, muff- a muffins episode on the schedule, which is a great reminder to subscribe. Yes. So and I will shout out like if you don't, I, I love muffins, but also shout out to quick bread, which is essentially yes. like a giant muffin and then you can slice it and you can freeze slices just like you can freeze muffins. Um, so that's another big batch one that we love too. Yep. Yes. And then uh, pancakes and waffles always make extra on the weekend and throw them in the freezer. I feel like that should be the first didn't I just feed you product is like a coffee mug or a t-shirt that instead of like, instead of it saying always be extra, it says always Always make make extra. extra. Oh my God, that's so good. (laughs) Hey, let's make that today. All right, we're going to get that going, guys. Yes. I love that. I actually have this on my list, but it comes from you, breakfast popsicles. Shout out to breakfast popsicles. Forever one of my most popular Instagram posts. Yeah. Anything can be a breakfast popsicle. Um, Yogurt, chia seed, and sprinkles with a little maple syrup. Breakfast popsicle. Smoothie that your kid didn't finish. Breakfast popsicle. Just pour it into the mold. Yogurt and granola. Breakfast popsicle. Fruit and a little coconut water, which you suggested to me. Breakfast popsicle. Maybe not. You might want to pair that with a hard-boiled egg because it might not be as filling. Yep. Um, but now is like the best time for breakfast popsicles. Right at back to school because it's still warm. Yes. And that just like feels fun and celebratory when you're back heading back to school. Totally. It also can walk to – it can go with your kid to the bus stop. It's a bus stop breakfast. Babe. Love it. If you're that person who makes homemade granola bars and or energy bites for after-school snacks – those often make a really great breakfast too. Do not feel bad about serving them. Yes. I have one last thing on my list, uh, Pop-Tarts. And here's what I mean by that. Um, Yes, I have made homemade pie dough and then made DIY Pop-Tarts out of that. I'm not doing that for like makehead breakfast. That's like a special thing in my house that might happen if we have like Gorgeous. Also, you're always like, I'm not a baker, Megan. You're the baking expert, yeah. but you're going to tell us right now about making pop tarts. Well, because mm-hmm. you know what my favorite, like one of my number one shortcuts of all time for anything is puff pastry. Oh, yeah. I remember this from the freezer episode. We both yeah. love it. Love it. It's always in my freezer. It's so easy to use. Literally on Sunday night, 
if you roll out, like you have defrosted some puff pastry, you roll it out, you use a knife to cut it into whatever shape <laughs> and then throw in like peanut butter jelly or whatever jam or cream cheese for a little bit of dairy and protein. And then lay another piece of puff pastry on top, cut it, bake it, put them in the freezer. You have homemade pop tarts. So then you're basically a parent hero. Yeah. Which is what we all want to be. Right. So it's like, it takes time. I'm not saying that's a suggestion for everybody, but if you're the person who's willing to make DIY granola bars or homemade muffins, that is another option in your, that like will fit in your wheelhouse. Woo. That's everything. That's everything. I'm sure we forgot some stuff. I'm sure we did. You're right. Oh, hey, I want to mention our friend Katie Morford of Mom Kitchen's Handbook. One of her first books is called Rise and Shine, and it's specifically breakfast recipes. If you're the kind of person who's like tactile and wants some, like a book to flip through for ideas, that's a great place to go. You can always go to Didn't I Just Feed You for the show notes where all the things that we've mentioned here will be linked in some way or another. And... As we mentioned before, you can find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook. And you should join our listeners group with answering the question. We still need to change this where it says the answer I know, to the secret, secret question. question. I the messed question us is up. not secret. The question is, what is Megan and Stacy's favorite cocktail? And for a long time, we said it was whiskey. And then some people called us out and they were like, whiskey's not a cocktail, which I wholly disagree with. Also, this week someone was like, oh, whiskey, but it should be bourbon. And I was like, okay, shots fired. You are in this group. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. But this summer we decided that our other shared favorite is a painkiller. So you can answer the question, whiskey or painkiller, or have a strong opinion about something else. Maybe your favorite cocktail is something different. People just answer. Just do it. You're going to want to be in that group. I'm telling you, it's so good. Okay. More importantly than anything, please subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us and leave a review on iTunes. Rate and review. It makes us happy. It helps other people find us. And it's just the kind thing to do. We literally text each other. We're like, did you see this review? (laughs) Like in the middle of the night, early in the morning, all the time. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editors, Jeremy N., Samantha Gatsik, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes. Or leave us a review. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.